Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, the innovator of violence, the landlord of the House of Hardcore and the heart and soul of professional wrestling, Tommy Dreamer and I talk about tag teams, the breakup of tag teams and their future afterwards. We get the nation involved, and also, unfortunately, we talk about the breakup of a new tag team from Impact Wrestling, the inspiration. Also, it's Tony time with AEW owner and president Tony Khan right now on the Busted Open podcast. AEW and owner and president, Mr. Tony Khan. Tony, good morning to you. Good morning to you, Dave. Thanks for having me on. How are you? Appreciate it. Thank you for coming on. And like I just said, this is one hell of a lineup for Dynamite tonight. It's a huge lineup. I'm going to add a little bit more uh, in addition to what we've already announced, but we've got a great card announced so far. Uh, So much to talk about top to bottom. It's going to be a great, great show. Uh, Thank you guys for having me on. And, uh, you know, I think uh, there's no match that's gotten more buzz, arguably, than the Owen Hart tournament match, Dax versus Cash, uh, with CM Punk on commentary. A lot of buzz about that match and, and a lot more on tap for tonight, too. So uh, I know I've only got 30 minutes with you guys, but I feel like we could sit here for two hours or more talking about Dynamite on TBS tonight. It got so much buzz, we literally have done an entire show about famous tag team breakups, even though that we don't think they're breaking up, but they're going to have this great, matchup that uh, i'm sure the philly crowd alone will enjoy but uh yeah man that that match alone has so much buzz and so many people talking about it. and then added with the whole cm punk being the commentator because you know they all love you know wrestling and owen hart oh god i mean there's uh so much excitement and intrigue around the match to begin with i think dax versus cash is such an interesting matchup and the kind of match you would normally never see. There's no reason anybody would want to see FTR break up. But I think in this kind of a situation where it makes sense, it's competitive. We know how much the hearts mean to Dax and Cash. And Owen Hart is not only a legend of pro wrestling, but an inspiration to those two in particular. So it's going to be a great match. There's so much on the line. Only one of FTR can get into the tournament, unfortunately. This is a qualifying match, and it's going to be a great one, and it makes it that much more interesting to have 
the best in the world, CM Punk, on commentary. Uh, and, and that's going to be awesome and adds that much more intrigue to what's already a really fascinating wrestling match. And as Tommy just said, in Philadelphia. And there's not that many cities that are better than wrestling in Philadelphia. So that's going to make it even extra special tonight. Absolutely. Uh, and and having that in Philadelphia, I think it's going to be tremendous. It's a great wrestling town, and they're going to get the spectrum of pro wrestling and, and different kinds of matches tonight. And uh, in particular, uh, not only do we have this Owen Hart tournament match uh, and two of the best tag team wrestlers in the world going against each other in a singles match, very excited here in Philly also to have a Philly street fight tonight. Uh, should be excellent. Serena Deeb, Hikaru Shida, what a great rivalry it's been with these two. Uh, this is the fifth match in the Hikaru Shida versus Serena Deeb series. And uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this one. Uh, you know, it's a very different kind of match here in Philly. Uh, but, but no better place to have a Philly street fight than here. Um, and uh, that's one of the matches tonight that I'm really looking forward to. Tommy, by the way, Tony just said Spectrum and Philadelphia in the same sentence, so <laughs> I, got, I got a little excited Subliminal. there. <laughs> well, that's a, good, that's a very good point, uh, but uh, notwithstanding, uh, I do think uh, they're going to have a, a great, great match, and I'm, I'm really excited for that one. Like I said, um, Sheeta versus Serena, two of the top stars in AEW, uh, and really uh, what a rivalry it's been with these two. I also look forward to the extreme heights that may or may not happen during a ladder match tonight in Philadelphia. <laughs> That's a great, uh, great, <laughs> great way to get uh, get the fans excited for that one. A very nice pun. Um, and uh, you know, we do have a ladder match coming tonight. You know, one thing I thought is pretty cool about this thing with Serena and Sheeta, by the way, before I move on from them, I have to say it's, it's pretty cool. Philadelphia is where this rivalry began. They're, they've had five matches as of tonight. Right now, through the four matches, they've gone two and two, and this is a sort of a rubber match, but it's more than that. It's also uh, a street fight. It's different than what we've seen. We've seen some great wrestling matches between these two. And it was actually back in October in the same building uh, in Philadelphia where this rivalry really got going. And uh, then we saw them again wrestle in the TBS tournament. Uh, we saw them wrestle again at Winter is Coming and then again in North Carolina. And it's been a long time coming, and I think it'll be a, a great match. Uh, so – not only do we have this, this awesome Serena versus Sheeta street fight in Philly, but also uh, this huge Owen Hart tournament match, Dax and Cash, and then switching to something completely different, changing gears. You know, you referenced it just a moment ago, Tommy, for the TNT title, a ladder match with Scorpio Sky trying to challenge Sammy Guevara a three-time champion versus the former champion, Scorpio Sky versus Sammy Guevara. And a lot on the line here. It's been a crazy situation between these guys. 
And I know that both of these men would excel in a ladder match. Uh, we've seen Sammy Guevara, like you said, Tommy, hit new heights in a ladder match. Scorpio Sky, of course, former face of the revolution ladder match winner himself. So uh, both men have won big ladder matches in AEW. Both men have held the TNT title. Both men hate each other and are part of a, a larger hate, I think, uh, with not only Sky and Sammy, but also Paige Van Zant and Ty Conti uh, are involved in this. And, and those two don't seem to like each other very much either. A lot of intrigue around this match. Two great champions. And like I said, two men who are masters of the ladder match. So it should be an awesome, awesome TNT championship match tonight. Scorpio Sky versus Sammy Guevara. So much different great action on the show tonight on TBS on Dynamite. Yeah, I, I can't wait for tonight. And you mentioned Sheeta and Serena Dia, but this is one of the things I appreciate with you, Tony, is about is about history. And you talk about that this really and this story and feud started in Philadelphia. I think a lot of fans appreciate that because you always give a tip of the cap to the history, especially within the organization of AEW. Thank you. Well, I do try to do it within the organization of AEW, but but I'm not biased about it. Uh, I really try to respect the history of all wrestling companies, and we do try to emphasize, you know, uh, things that happened before people got to AEW, things that happened Mm -hmm. outside of AEW. Uh, But you're right. We we do really respect the history. And in particular, this match and this rivalry has been something great in AEW. So it's very fitting. They come back and have the street fight in Philadelphia here where it all began for Sheeta and Serena and this great rivalry. And, uh, you know, same thing with, Scorpio Sky and Sammy Guevara, both of them have had great matches with AEW in Philadelphia. And I think this is a great place to have this awesome ladder match tonight. A lot on tap for tonight's card. Uh, Those three great matches we already talked about. uh, And I have to say, uh, one thing that has been awesome to watch in recent weeks has been the dominance of Wardlow not just of the pro wrestlers, but uh, physically manhandling security and uh, doing whatever it takes to get into the building. Uh, you know, we are uh, obligated to provide a, a standard of security right now. Uh, but I have to say, I do enjoy seeing Wardlow menacing MJF like this. It's been pretty fun to watch. And uh, I know for the fans every week, I feel like Wardlow's becoming more and more of a fan favorite, more and more of a hero to the fans. Uh, I think people have always wanted to like Wardlow and, and support him. And now he's really uh, given him good reason to. I think Wardlow just becomes more and more of a fan favorite. But tonight, I think uh, what's in store for him, uh, possibly this will be the first time I've ever said it, I feel like he may have bitten off more than he can chew. Uh, Not only is he fighting an entire organization effectively, not only is he a breach of his contract with MJF, and not only is he uh, dealing with that, MJF and the whole pinnacle, but Lance Archer is one of the most dangerous men in all of AEW. He's a former IWGP U.S. champion on two occasions. 
He won that championship once right here on Dynamite in a Texas death match from arguably the toughest wrestler in all of AEW, John Moxley. So uh, I think Archer versus Wardlow is a really intriguing match tonight. And Wardlow's just been through so, so much uh, already in recent weeks. So uh, Lance Archer is going to be a very difficult match for Wardlow tonight. Uh, I agree. And we're talking about, uh, you know, the past as well, man. I think when you see this rise of Wardlow, I've said it on this show, it reminds me of WCW Goldberg in the sense of how the fans have gravitated towards Wardlow. And I know, you know, you know it, what, what Goldberg at that time was the hottest thing. It was the only thing that WCW truly had that really helped rebound that company. And Wardlow, the fans have just gotten behind it because of, you know, what a jerk that MJF is. But, man, he has stepped up to the plate, not only in his promos, opening us up to his real life, and then his in-ring is super-duper solid. And this is, I can't even say it's going to be a classic big man's match. This is going to be a great friggin' wrestling match because both guys do things that guys their size should not be able to do. Yes, I totally agree. Uh, It's a big man match, but both men are really three-dimensional wrestlers. And uh, I think it's one of the things that will make this match so intriguing. We'll all be watching closely this match, Wardlow versus Lance Archer. But I think nobody will be watching any closer tonight than MJF himself. So uh, I'm, I'm fascinated uh, by this match. It's really interesting battle of the two big men. I think that'll uh, keep people really excited. And like I said, so many different and interesting things are on tap for the show tonight. Uh, and we'll see a lot of different people on hand in this great 10-man tag match, getting to see the undisputed elite all get on the same page. Uh, Adam Cole, of course, has teamed for a long time with the Young Bucks. He teamed for a long time with Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, and uh, I'm really excited to see all five men teaming up together against a very exciting five-man team of Dante Martin, the Varsity Blondes, and Arn Anderson's boys, Brock Anderson and Lee Johnson. And I think, uh, you know, the, you've got really 10 very, very talented pro wrestlers all in the ring together. And I think we could see some really cool stuff in this match. And right off the bat, the Undisputed Elite are testing themselves against tough competition should just be a really fun match and again uh very different from anything else on tap tonight in this 10-man tag and uh top to bottom we have so much exciting stuff on tap and i think that's one of the things the fans are very excited to see is uh the debut of this new undisputed elite tonight on dynamite yeah uh, there's a lot to look forward tonight on dynamite 8 p.m eastern time on TBS. Talking about fan excitement, Tony, for a second. Unfortunately, I was on vacation last week, and boy, was I kicking myself on Wednesday night when I couldn't come on the air Thursday morning and talk about the big news that you announced on Dynamite about the joint pay-per-view AEW and New Japan for the Forbidden Door pay-per-view on June 26th. I mean, you talk about fan excitement, fantasy matchups. I mean, that is a huge announcement coming off the heels of Dynamite from last week. 
Yeah, absolutely. There's so much excitement about the AEW Forbidden Door partnership with New Japan Pro Wrestling. It was an honor to have Obare-san come to AEW, the president of New Japan Pro Wrestling. It was great to meet him last week. We've had great conversations, and uh, I really am excited about working with New Japan Pro Wrestling in even more, uh, even more of a grand fashion than we already have. I think there's been some great matches between New Japan wrestlers and AEW wrestlers. They've had some of their top stars come to AEW, and we've had some of our top stars wrestle there. And now coming together for this super show, it's going to be tremendous. So uh, it's something really fun for the fans to look forward to in the middle of the summer. And not only that, it'll be an amazing live event in Chicago going to the United Center. And we haven't been back to the United Center since the first dance. Pro wrestling hasn't been back to the United Center since the first dance. And really, we brought wrestling back to that amazing building. And uh, I know the fans in Chicago are particularly excited, but fans really all over the world, I think, are excited about the possibilities for Forbidden Door. You know, um, Tommy especially has some embarrassing stories about me meeting some of my all-time favorite wrestlers and how excited I get still being a fan. Um, I'm a huge New Japan fan. Tanahashi is one of my favorites. Um, Do you still kind of like mark out as a fan, Tony? Like, I mean, here you are owner and president of AEW, but are those those special times that you've become a fan again? Yeah, this is a lot of fun. Not only am I a fan of New Japan Pro Wrestling, and I'm very excited about this partnership for business reasons, but also historically, I think it's very fitting that New Japan Pro Wrestling is working with the company that's on TNT and TBS again. You know, they had a great relationship with WCW for many years, and it was a very fruitful partnership. And we saw some of the great stars in New Japan in WCW, and again, a lot of the great WCW wrestlers went over and competed in New Japan. So I think it's a similar relationship we have now where both companies are doing great. And it makes sense for the stars in New Japan to come feature and be seen on TBS and TNT again. So it, things have really come full circle, I think. And when we launched, it didn't feel like this was going to be a possibility. So it's very cool. It's something we can do going forward. Uh, we saw... One of the great stars of New Japan Pro Wrestling, Tomohiro Ishii, returned to AEW in his debut match. He teamed with Orange Cassidy, picking up a great win over Butcher and the Blade. It was a great debut match, and Butcher and Blade are one of the really tough tag teams here. So it was a very cool way for him to debut. It was a dream match for Butcher and the Blade, and uh, it was a great match for the fans. We saw Ishii victorious in his debut and then taking on one of the top stars in Adam Cole in an Owen Hart qualifying match last week on Rampage. That match was great, and it did a great rating. There was a lot of fan interest in Ishii versus Cole, and those are the kinds of great matchups I think we can expect in this rivalry now between New Japan Pro Wrestling and AEW. You know, And it's a good relationship between the companies now, between AEW and New Japan, which has allowed us to put this show together. But the wrestlers themselves, there's no love lost with a lot of these uh, particular 
great athletes, especially the stars of AEW who've competed in New Japan in the past. And I think there's a, a great desire to prove who's the best among these wrestlers. So it's going to be an intense, intense show. And again, a lot of excitement about it. And Dave, I'm sorry that you missed some of that buzz last week, but the buzz continues and continues and you'll have a lot of chances to talk about it. No, I, I, I am super. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to jump on you, Tommy, but I am super excited. Uh, I, I, I can, one thing I can guarantee, I already told my wife, Violetta, I will be in Chicago on June 26th. Cause there's no way I'm going to miss this show. And yeah, you start as a fan, you start thinking of the possibilities and you start thinking of the fantasy matchups and, you know, you're right. At first, you know, there wasn't that relationship, but now there is that relationship. And I think it's going to be just amazing on June 26th. Go ahead, Tommy. Sorry to interrupt. No, not, not at all. And uh, I, it's a hell of a show. I want to go to it, too, just to sit back and, you know, watch it. I mean, all of this AEW kind of, you know, came together because of Tony. You've kind of with Alex went to watch this show and said, man, there's there's another uh the business needs another product and you have certainly delivered that. Uh, I was just going to say, I was talking with Ishii this weekend and I was like, Hey man, you know, you, you've been around a long time. You know, who are some of your favorite guys you ever wrestled? And he was like uh, Chono and Hase. And I was like, Holy crap. I totally didn't know. Like you had worked them. And you know that when I first think of them, yes, I was a tape trader, but then I think of the great times of really getting exposed to them in the U S and it was through, you know, TNT and the whole WCW stuff. So it's great that a lot of fans are going to be seeing a lot more of the great New Japan wrestlers, you know, coming up forward. Well, uh, it's a great relationship. You know, it's kind of funny. Alex Marvez um, is, a, is a fan of old pro wrestling and a historian of wrestling and, and covered the business for many years. But he would not watch the WWF and the WWE and both of us working in the NFL were friends. And uh, years before there was AEW or before I really had uh, taken a leap and made the pitch to TNT and TBS about bringing pro wrestling back to the Superstation, bringing pro wrestling back to TNT. Uh, before that, I was just trying to get Marvez back into wrestling as a fan and New Japan helped bring his love for the business back yep. because it gave him something to watch because he just couldn't get into WWF and WWE. You know, if you recall, Marvez uh, was one of those reporters in the 90s who broke uh, some of the stories, including uh, covering the trial. And uh, the I think wasn't Marvez the person who broke the story about the grand jury in the 90s? Yeah. So um, he's always met, had kind of a tenuous relationship up there with them. And uh, New Japan helped really bring his love back. And so you mentioned it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I did take him to the, sh the show in Long Beach as a fan when they made their debut in America. And it's kind of funny. That was the first time I met Jr. Um, we had a, a drink with Jr. and visited with Jr. after the show and that was really cool for me to meet him for the first time. And uh, it, was, it was a great show, the debut of New Japan in America. They did, uh, I'm sorry, it was Saturday and Sunday, not Friday, Saturday. It was a Saturday and Sunday, two-day event. And it was actually the debut of the U.S. title. And speaking of Ishii, 
the main event of the weekend was Ishii versus Kenny Omega to crown the first ever IWGP US champion. It was a great, great matchup and uh, would not be the last time I saw Ishii. And uh, again, it was a great match he had with Adam Cole on Rampage. And I'm very excited about him coming back to AEW in the future and all the great matchups and possibilities ahead between AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling. So uh, I'm sorry you missed that one last week, Dave, but you'll, again, you'll get a lot of chances to talk about AEW versus New Japan. No, it's, 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 it's really cool. And, and again, that Marvez story is just a great one. It's, it's amazing to me, somebody who was out and I, I had many conversations where he was Tony, he was out. He just did not want to watch pro wrestling and you brought him back in and now he's doing such a great job for you because he is such a, a, a great mind and a historian. I mean, I know he does so much for AEW. It's crazy how life works, but that, yeah, that show brought him back to pro wrestling again. Yeah, it's very cool. And then, you know, behind the scenes, he does a lot to help JR and Tony Schiavone, Excalibur and Taz prepare for their TV shows. Uh, gives extensive notes to them and on rampage ricky starks and chris jericho uh providing the announcers with a a big book of info and history and interesting notes on the matchups so yeah he he loves pro wrestling it was great to bring him back to it um and uh speaking of chris jericho um i'll have a little bit more to say about this later today but uh he's made an interesting request uh for a sit-down with Eddie Kingston um, and uh, asking uh, effectively, I, I guess, Dave, Tommy, uh, you guys, I'm guessing you guys know what a sit down is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Sit yeah. down. We have a nice civil meeting. We discuss, we, uh, we talk about our, our, our dislikes or likes, and we try to have a, a nice little debate. And I provide, uh, you know, the guarantee of, of a safe haven, I guess, effectively uh, a third party providing, security uh and that's kind of what chris is looking for here so uh i i would like to see jericho and eddie kingston come face to face in the ring tonight i think uh it's something everybody would want to see it's one of the really exciting things happening in pro wrestling i loved their match at revolution i thought jericho versus kingston was one of the best pay-per-view matches either men has had one of the best matches either men has had period in AEW, and uh there's so much uh, to look forward to still. I think Jericho and the Jericho Appreciation Society, the sports entertainers, uh, have antagonized Eddie Kingston and Santana Ortiz in the past. This last week, we saw a great match on Rampage, Garcia versus Kingston. And at the end of it, uh, really left me wanting more between these guys, Jericho and Eddie. And really, I want to see more of Eddie and Garcia, too. So uh, it's something uh, I am considering for tonight. And uh, I I would like to see Jericho and Kingston come face-to-face. But I don't think Chris is going to get in that ring with Eddie unless uh, I can guarantee Eddie's not going to put his hands on him. So uh, we'll we'll have to see. But definitely what's happening with Jericho and Kingston has been some of the most fascinating stuff in wrestling. I just thought, again, what a a kick-ass match at Revolution they had. Tony, thank you so much. Thanks, guys. 
Inside the Green Room with three-time NBA champ Danny Green. Joel's playing the playoffs, James playing the playoffs, knowing that they make an emphasis here not to call as many fouls in the playoffs. They're going to change it even more, so they're going to let guys play even more. And the key is to, when it doesn't happen, get back on defense. But you got to get back. So we don't get the foul call. We don't make a shot. We can't let our offense dictate our defense. And that's the biggest thing, biggest change we need to grow in and mature on. Don't miss an episode of Inside the Green Room with Danny Green every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcast. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. That's mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. All right. Unfortunately, we're talking today, Tommy, about breakups and tag team breakups. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a tag team that have decided to step away from the world of pro wrestling. And that's the inspiration with impact wrestling. Um, they just announced via their social media this morning that Cassie Lee and Jessica McKay, Jessica McKay have decided to retire from pro wrestling. They confirmed that this morning via all their social media accounts and impact wrestling has confirmed that the former Impact Wrestling Knockouts World Tag Team Champions, the Inspiration, have retired. Yeah, uh, something I had known about for a little bit that they were considering. And uh, their last night was at Rebellion. And listen, man, they're, uh, I, I loved working with them. I think they're two amazing talents. They have such a large following the moment they come out. And I, and I said this all the time, I was like, they're stars and fans love them both. 
they did a lot in their career and they are to inspire to there's a lot of little girls out there that look at them and like, Hey, we could be professional wrestlers too. Hey, we could follow our dreams. And they inspired a lot of people. They were beloved in WWE. And when the Iconics were let go, uh, happy to have them in impact wrestling, uh, for the short time, but behind the scenes, man, they were a pleasure to work with, uh, really, really enjoyed hanging out with them. They're, they're, they, they were a great class act. I loved working with them. They were, uh, they were stars. They were a, a, a class act. I really, really enjoyed watching them perform. When they would walk out there, they would get a different type of response. And I was like, these two women are superstars. And when you talk about when they got let go, that was another head scratcher for the world. But that's also because the world loved them so much. Um, and, and the two women, when uh, the iconics or inspiration, they inspire a group of people to, you know, especially little girls out there to, to pursue their dreams. And uh, I wish them the best of luck in whatever they do. Uh, I had nothing but positive interactions between the two. They, you know, they they just really, really worked hard. Uh, and I loved their, their time in, in Impact Wrestling and working with them. They were, uh, they were truly uh, ins- inspiring to me as well because uh, they were just two really, really hard workers. And the fact that this is a decision that you made, you got to sit back and support it, and I'm sure they'll be successful at whatever else they do. Yeah, and Tommy, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy that here we are this morning talking about, you know, greatest tag team breakups, and here we are talking about, I think, a great tag team, former champions – that are now retiring. Okay. Uh, the inspiration issued a statement together. Uh, we first wanted to thank Scott Demore and the entire impact family have had such an amazing experience working with the incredible impact staff and roster. We will cherish these impact memories forever. We are excited to start a new chapter in our lives and explore other opportunities that may come our way, our way. So, um, Tommy, I think right now we, all we can do is, uh, Wish Cassie and Jessica uh, the best and uh, hope for the best in their future, Tommy. Seemed really happy. They, they had a lot of fun with the fans. So I'm sure this is something that they thought about long and hard. And I'm going to miss them in the world of pro wrestling, especially with Impact, Tommy. So many fans have called in this morning, Tommy, that want to give their take on greatest tag team breakups and and where it led to and greatest feuds and solo success. Are you ready to get back out to the nation? Yes, sir. Let's keep it positive here on a Wednesday. Let's go out and, and, and make the calls good. Come on, people. Bring it today, please. Let's go. To, let's go to Bo and Charlotte. What do you got, Bo? So, I hope y'all are doing well. Bring it, Bo! But, Let's bring it, baby! Yeah. Bring the energy, okay. Bo! <laughs> so, look, I know they weren't a tag team very long, but the few that came out of it and the direction they both went in, Brett and Owen. If you think about it from that Survivor Series to the Rumble, that was a short time they were a tag team, but the few that built off from, from them losing to the Quebecers with their match at... Um, WrestleMania and all the matches after that, and then just bread on his title run, a one on his run, and then they get back together. Dude, that was classic. 
Yeah, and Tommy, we talked about it too, the WrestleMania, where Owens, you know, in the tunnel, like, you know, it's tag team, it's brother and brother. Uh, really, hey, Bo, thank you. Good call from Bo, Tommy. Yeah, I mean, they were a tag team in life. Yeah, so, I mean, that uh, makes it even Their better. split up was big. Big, big. You know, another one, brother and brother, uh, Jeff and Matt Hardy, that led to a match at WrestleMania 25. I don't think most people remember want to remember that. <laughs> I know, but I mean, I, I, I yeah, okay. I actually they had a great thought, match. <laughs> it was, I thank you. It wasn't a great story, but I think an underrated match at WrestleMania 25. I think we just always want to see Matt and Jeff together. Yeah, and we're seeing them together now in AEW. Yay! Uh, let's let's go. Let's go to TJ in Nebraska. What's up, TJ? How you doing, guys? Uh, Dave, you were awesome. Tommy, yeah. Um, but I was whoa, 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 today. whoa, whoa. Hey, 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 TJ. Thank you for the compliment, but that's my guy. Tommy's my guy. I'm sorry, Tommy. I'm really sorry. But talk I, about tag team. Don't take your apology, and I don't really care. But that's okay. Continue. But I think the best feud that I can think of growing up is the Batista Rey Mysterio feud. Or another one, Randy Orton with uh, Evolution when he won the title and Triple H gave him a thumbs up, they gave him the thumbs down, and then powerbomb. Those are the two best feuds I had growing up. And, and TJ, thanks for the phone call. And you, we, you mentioned the Shield before, Tommy, Evolution. Triple H, Flair, but especially Batista and Randy Orton. Um. Yeah, no, uh, that was a big uh, switch. And it was important because of then the single runs that both guys had. Did he say Batista and Rey Mysterio? Yes. They were, they, they, were yeah, they had they did have a team. They were a team on SmackDown. Okay. Rey was Sma- of- I'm pretty positive it was SmackDown, yes. Were they tag team champions? Don't remember if they were tag team champions, but I remember they were tag team champions. And the breakup happened on SmackDown, if I'm not mistaken. Right, Andre? There you go. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Neri Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 